Well, good morning, everybody. Here we go on a Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, from the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source. It's time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Standing by, we have got realty expert John Brodeen. He's just itching to talk to us. We'll do that here right after this. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city. Or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding. Or birdies. You could get into wine. Not that into wine. Or skiing. Warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, and we are back. And um, I don't know if he's itching to really talk to us, but uh, (laughs) here we go. The one, the only, realty expert, John Brodeen. hey I'm always excited to see you guys. Yeah, excited, but maybe not itching, huh? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) How you been, buddy? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. How's that little one doing? She's good. Uh, Getting ready for Thanksgiving? Yep. Yeah? She's turning one on Monday. Oh, boy. Baptism on Sunday, doing a little birthday party, and yeah, of course, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a fun few days. That's going to be awesome. And you know the great thing about Thanksgiving, uh, when you have a new one? is uh, you've got the relatives there to oh, yeah. take care yeah, yeah. of the baby while you are doing your stuff. Uh, what do you got planned for Thanksgiving? Going over to my parents. So my parents live in town, so mm. do my in-laws. So uh, everybody's going to get together at uh, my parents' place. Um, my sister, she just got engaged, so her fiance oh, will be there too. Okay. So yeah. What's her fiance like? Do you like him? He's awesome. Is he a yeah. schmuck or is he a good guy? No, he's a good guy. Okay. I would like you tell him. me? What? Uh, would you tell me I if you didn't? Tell you. Yeah, no. He would probably know if I didn't like him. Okay, yeah, I probably would. Um, you know, do you remember when you first had to meet your wife's family? Was it uh, was it easy for you to do? Were you uncomfortable, or did they make it pretty comfortable? No, they made it pretty comfortable. Yeah. They're they're good folks. That makes a big yeah, difference, doesn't it? It does. All right. Um, no, they're and it's really it's nice. You know, both families get along well. And, sure. You know, it's nice. And, no traveling and holidays and mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. the only thing that sucks is my brother-in-law lives out, out on the West Coast. So oh. it's, he doesn't get to town quite as often. He's not going to make it for Thanksgiving, but he'll be here for Christmas. He, I, I love hanging out with him, too. Yeah. So. Well, and that's a good thing, too, that he's on the West Coast because you've got a place to go on the West Coast if you want yeah, to. Yeah, I know. We still need to go out there and visit him. He's a, he's a athletic trainer for a soccer team. Oh. So he, uh, you know, his schedule is pretty crazy oh, I during bet. the season. I bet. When it's not in season, that's when we got to plan a time to get sure, out there and go sure. see them. Um, gosh, I suppose we better talk about some realty stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to know um, what should home buyers do with the current interest rates? I know a lot of people are saying the current high interest rates. Yes. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I I don't have a mortgage anymore. I I don't even remember what it was at, but. I remember interest rates being in the twenty percent range. Yeah. Uh, they're not now, but um, they are kind of high. Yeah. And 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 what should home buyers, you know, what should they be thinking? What should they be doing with these interest rates we're currently at? Yeah, it does make things tough on home buyers. It's going to make their payments much higher. Mm. Um, you know, so don't for home buyers out there, don't stretch things and buy a house that you can't afford with what the current payments can be because you always have to plan for the worst case scenario worst, mm-hmm. worst case scenario for somebody buying a home right now is that interest rates never come down and they only go up in some ways that's you know there, there's a couple ways to look at things um i'd never really pick a time to buy just only based on interest rates because interest rates are temporary the sure, price you sure. lock your house in at is permanent yeah um how your loan amount is permanent you know unless you refinance and you change it later but if you want it to be you you start with that loan amount and that's what you got into your house at 
house prices go up, you've locked in at a good time. A couple directions things could go. Things rates, this is very unlikely, but rates could continue to rise or stay at this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, then you locked in at the right time uh, because if they only go up from here, uh, if you would have waited, you'd be getting an even higher interest rate. Sure. Um, people, some people think that, oh, well, the high interest rates are going to cause prices to come down eventually. That's very unlikely because in order for prices to come down, you would need a huge amount of supply to hit the market. Um, there was a, a lender who was in at our sales meeting yesterday who was talking about the number of uh, homes built in the United States per decade. And there was, an, I, I don't remember the exact statistic, but it was around 20 million homes built per decade in the United States for a number of decades in a row. And then from 2010 to 2020, um, it dropped down, it dropped like 75%. Oh, so wow. So from like 20 million homes built in the United States and that in, per decade down to about 5 million. Okay, so okay. Some, in some ways, that does make some sense on sure. why uh, inventory is so low. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, uh, higher interest rates cause fewer people to move, which keeps inventory low, the, right. the lock-in effect, like we've talked about before. Um, so I wouldn't bank on prices coming down. People always seem to have this idea that, oh, prices are so high, and eventually they're going to come down. People were saying this to me back in 2015, mm-hmm. and look where they are now from 2015. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And the people who sat on the sidelines from 2015 to 2023 have left tens and tens of thousands of dollars on the table by not buying then and continuing sure. to rent, and then you know now look, look, look where things are. So if you're locked in and, say, the interest rates would go down again, are you still stuck at what you're locked in for? Is there any way you can get out of there? Can you you know, refinance, yeah. can you get, or any of that, or, or once you lock in, because if they're going to keep going up, it only makes sense to lock in. Yep. But can you get out of that anyway? Yes, you can. Okay. So that's, that's a really good question. You can refinance when rates come down, let's say in 2024 or 2025, rates come back down into the, you know, fives, four mm-hmm. or something like that. Yes, you can lock in the newer rate. Everybody did this in 2020 when rates got super low. Sure. Uh, I doubt we'll ever see that low of rates again, but you never know. Yeah. Um, so yes, you can, you can refinance. The main thing you want to look at when you refinance is you're going to pay an origination fee and you're going to yeah. pay some title work. And so you need to just make sure that your upfront cost of refinancing is going to be worth it. If it's you're, worth if you're right. going to move six months later, it probably doesn't make sense to refinance mm-hmm. and get a lower payment for only six months. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in the house for five more years, it almost always makes sense. It depends how much rates have, are going to, you know, how much you'd be saving on the rate uh, and how much it costs, how long you're going to be there, whether it's going to pay off or not. The bigger of a drop in interest rates, you could justify refinancing for even if you're not going to be in the house as long. If it's a smaller drop, you're going to have to be in there longer for it to pay off. But yes, it always, I mean, you always have the option. So that, that's why I say the rate's not permanent. There's kind of a saying in the real estate and the mortgage industry where you, you date the rate and you marry the house. Oh, that's a that's yeah. pretty good. You so, know, John, you mentioned something at the beginning of the podcast about, um, you know, basically don't get in over your head. Yes. Now, I, I, you know, there's guys out there that, boy, uh, I really want a nice, you know, sharp looking Corvette or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then you can't live or you can't drive it because you can't afford to put gas in it. It's yeah. the same thing with a house. You know, you got to have this big, fancy house. And if yeah. somebody says, well, I want to come and see your house. And, uh, no, no, I'd rather not because they've got lawn chairs in there and no TV because they can't <laughs> yeah. afford it. I yeah. mean, you still have to live. Still be wise with what you can afford. Yes. A good rule of thumb if you don't know where to start is 
make sure your housing, your, your monthly house payment is less than 30% of your uh, monthly income. Wow. Okay. That's a good place to start. Uh, if you want to be even more conservative, more safe, and be able to save even more money, go 25%. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, if you're either lower income or you're living in a very expensive area, this might not be possible for everybody. But sure. if you have the income or you live in an area that's affordable enough or both, I mean, if you can... I mean, the ultimate, uh, this is like the Dave Ramsey, if you want to be really frugal and really conservative with your finances, 25, uh, your, your payments, no more than 25% of your monthly income. And you're putting that house on a 15 year loan. That's, oh yeah, that's pretty rates, aggressive, huh? Yeah. With these interest rates, you'd have to be making a lot of money yeah, way the, below your means to do that. You have to be married. You're both going to have to have good jobs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you can't live in a super expensive area. No. But um, those are just some tips. Now let's look at the, yeah. So you've got one, one potential outcome, very unlikely, but rates just continue to rise and they never fall back below where they're at right now for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Well, then you locked in at the best time. You're still building equity. That house is still going to be paid off in 30 years. Um, so you, you know, that's still going to be a positive outcome for you considering either buy now or wait. Um, the other outcome is that if rates start coming down, that would it have been better to wait for rates to come down or would it have been better to buy now and refinance? Well, we already know there's an inventory shortage. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen if rates come down to four and a half in 2025? Sure. You're going to have a, even more buyers. You're going to have a ton more buyers hitting coming into the market. What's mm-hmm. that going to cause? It's going to cause prices to go up, right? So you're... It's it's a situation now where you're probably in a, a more friend, a buyer friendly environment, despite rates being high, mm-hmm. um, compared to if rates were lower. Because then there's going to be even more competition amongst buyers, more bidding wars. Prices are going to be higher. You've also waited longer before you've begun to build equity through loan paydown and appreciation. Um, so, still don't get in over your head. There, there's another option um, where you can do what's called a two one buy down. Um, and what we can try to do is we can try to negotiate instead of, let's say getting 10 grand off the purchase price, we get the seller to give us 10 grand in closing cost assistance, which we put towards, mm-hmm. uh, a rate buy down. Okay. But instead of buying the rate down, so it's, you know, you've, you've bought your rate down just a small amount over the entire 30 year loan. Uh, what you're doing is you're kind of, uh, taking that buy down up front. So you're getting a, a large rate buy down over those over the first year um and then as well as the second year what you're doing there is you're getting you're basically financing the upfront cost of buying the rate down right okay because you're getting the seller to pay for it wrapping it into your loan amount and um you you're also uh you're banking on the rates coming down in a couple years you still should buy like you can afford the full payment because the full payment, the payment will go up. It, it, you'll have a lower payment in the first year, mm-hmm. still a lower payment in the second year, and then maybe the third year. If I'm remembering this right, you, you obviously want to talk to a lender about this, get all mm-hmm. the right details. But uh, in the third year, uh, you're going to get hit with that full payment, and if rates haven't come down. So you make sure you can afford oh, that sure. full payment still. Yeah. But yeah. what you're doing here is you're gambling on the idea that hopefully rates do come down, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you've – you're planning on refining in a few years. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, what is the interest rate now, anyway? Right around seven. Right and, around seven percent. Wow. Yeah. Basically, for the last year and a half, rates have hovered around in mm-hmm. the, you know mid sixes to mid to high sevens. Okay. Um, 
there's been a couple little blips where it dips below that and goes above that. Um, one thing for people to note too is that mortgage interest rates aren't always correlated with like the Fed rate. Okay. Um, the way that the mortgage interest rates are uh, dictated is the the federal government does buy up those mortgage-backed securities. Okay. Uh, they, and the more of them that the Fed buys up, the lower the rates on mortgages get. Right. The fewer of them that the Fed buys up, the higher the mortgage rates get. Okay. So what's what it's called when they're buying more mortgage-backed securities is quantitative easing because they're stimulating the economy by driving down mortgage uh-huh. interest rates. Okay. It's called quantitative tightening when they buy fewer of them, causing the mortgage interest rates to get higher. Um, so when the Fed raises rates, it it doesn't necessarily it's it's more about how many mortgage-backed securities they're buying and mm-hmm. what the market is like for other investors because also regular investors also buy mortgage-backed securities um but it's like you're adding way more buyers to that pool uh when the federal government's buying a whole bunch of them which drives down the return that they need on them okay if so it's kind of a complicated thing to try to understand and try to explain but uh yeah the fed when you hear the fed raised rates by a, a uh, 25 basis points, that doesn't necessarily mean that the mortgage interest rates are going up by 25 basis points. So the mortgage interest rate um, is directly correlated to the mortgage-backed security market. And, um, you know, that can, that, can, that can fluctuate independent of the Fed rate. You know, you just nailed it, John. Uh, you said the one thing that caught my ear. It's complicated and hard to explain. Yeah. That right there, folks, is why you need to have a realty expert to get you through this stuff because we've been doing this for a long time, and it, 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 it amazes me all the time, John, because so many of these shows, when we're wrapping them up, I go, I just learned something I didn't yeah, know. And, and I thought I'm getting to know more and more all the time, which I am, but um, uh, that's something I, I never realized. It's hard for me to do after a few year, couple years or whatever, however long yeah. I've been doing this show because we've talked, you've, you've heard me talk for hours and hours and hours about real estate. So. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, um, in my second afterlife, I might become a realtor. There we go. How yeah. does somebody get a hold of realty expert John Brody? So my cell phone number is 701 213 5428. If you have questions about real estate or you want to become a client, you can call me. If you're a homeowner in Grand Forks, you're thinking about buying a home in Grand Forks, follow my socials. Uh, my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, TikTok. I'm everywhere posting uh, videos, um, tips for buyers and sellers, market info, all that kind of stuff. I want you and we all wish you and your family uh, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm actually going to just roll in here for a few minutes Friday morning so we can do this again. All right. Yep. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. There you go. All right. Realty expert John Brodeen. That is your Wednesday edition of your Berkshire Hathaway biweekly podcast. We will be back Friday morning at 10 o'clock. We'll do this again.